Welcome to Equip, tools for navigating real life. I am so glad that you joined me today in this podcast. Um, You are going to be so encouraged today by what you hear from a man of God that has uh, walked the road of being a man that was raised by a single mom with so much insight for single moms raising children alone. And I am just so honored to be here and have this time with Mark Bottrell. So good to see you today. Thank you for sharing your time with us today, Mark. We sure appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity very much. Yes, I know you do. And he is field services manager at Chesapeake in Oklahoma City, for those of you that are listening outside the Oklahoma City area. And uh, just a great man of God. And so, Mark, I'm going to start off today. And if you will, just um, tell us a little bit about your family and why would you be doing this podcast today for single moms? Sure. Um, married 31 years, three kids, uh, 25, 24, 23. Um, just blessed beyond anything I would have ever dreamed as far as God's work in me. Uh, any positive element of me has nothing to do with me. Uh, I came from uh, what I guess we would call a broken home, but my parents divorced when I was an infant. And uh, it was my mother, my brother, and myself for many, many years. And we we didn't do everything right. Um, we didn't even try to do everything right. And now we do. I uh, came to a saving knowledge of Christ late. Uh, I was 35. Now I'm 58. Uh, I, someone told me I was saved when I got baptized years and years and years before that with no effect. Uh, but I, uh, I'm glad to, be say, to say that I have been saved by God's grace through faith. And that he has done a work in me, and I look forward to the work that he'll continue to do. Right. Let me ask you something. What do you remember about your life as a young boy uh, being raised by a single mom? What do you remember about that? You know, it's funny. I I didn't realize the void or the absence of a father or a male figure uh, at the time. We just tried to get through each day. We were... uh, pretty broke and uh, mom worked all the time and I remember our babysitter and just that we just kind of struggled and there was absolutely no spiritual significance to our home. Now my mother, we went to church on Christmas and Easter but really as hard as she worked it was very easy to stay home and rest. Right, and you could understand her staying home and resting because she was probably tired and from her week's work, and so that was just easiest for your family to do. That's, a, that's exactly right. So we never even questioned it. I don't even know if we even had a spiritual push uh, or desire because, once again, the week was jam-packed. Mom was gone 12 hours a day, dropped us off the babysitter at 6, picked us up at 6. She worked terribly hard. Uh, she was a very hard worker. In fact, she died when I was in high school. And oddly enough, today is would have been her 84th birthday. Mm. Oh, wow. Well, this is, this is not um, uh, an accident that the Lord would have us honor her today and be able to share her story. So I'm humbled that we can do this today. Mark, let me ask you, what did she do um, 
as a single mom that, I know she was awesome and wonderful, uh, can you tell me some things that she said to you that stuck with you today as a man of God, or or what are some things that you remember about her that you especially uh, have favor toward her today? Well, her dedication to my brother and me was just without question. I mean, it, he and I were number one in her life, no matter what. She she didn't go on a date for more than a decade uh, while mm-hmm. we were growing up. Her all of her focus was on us. Very interestingly enough, she would bring scripture into learning opportunities. Um, sadly, it didn't mean much to us, but. It meant something to her. And what's funny is I have her Bible now. And there are notes on every page. But at the time, as distracted as she was in getting to the end of the day, end of the week, end of the month, financially and however, you know, healthily or whatever, uh, we just didn't go to church. But church was important to her. Spiritual things were important to her. But I don't I didn't recognize it at the time. I have her Bible now, and I recognize it now. Right. You know what I just heard you say that would be an encouragement to these moms is you may be sitting there saying, I tell my children scriptures. They're not listening. I'm, I'm trying to take, you know, I'm trying to bring spiritual things into the home. They're not listening. You think they're not listening. Yeah. But here is a man many years later, and that's what he remembers. He does remember those scriptures. And, you know, tell us what God's Word says about a woman who brings scripture into the home. Well, since we were vacant of a, of a traditional spiritual leader in our home, she stepped into that role. So there was always morality being talked about and, and actually modeled. Um, but I'll never forget when she told me about, uh, I think it's Matthew 7 maybe, about uh, calling someone a fool. She was, I probably used that term, I'm sure I did, and she immediately went to Scripture as to what is right and what is wrong. I promise, just as you said, kids hear everything, whether they acknowledge it or not. They hear what we say, and they know our model. They, they know what we do. They don't miss a thing. So there is never anything wrong with making an effort to do what's right. Right. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here listening. You have told me two very significant things for these moms as far as, you know, Pam and Mark, just give me a list of things that I need to make priorities. You first of all said make your kids number one, that dating can wait, these other things, that, that the void that you have in your heart, that only Christ can meet that, but make your kids number one. I heard you say that. And the second thing I heard you say was pay attention to what you model, that the children are noticing. Oh. And it is so easy to uh, kind of feel, not sorry for yourself, but think, you know, what about me? Uh, as, a, as a parent who has everyone bombarding for their time and for their effort, and everyone needs a little me time, and that's the quiet time that we need to take with the Lord. But it's, it, kids don't understand why anything comes in front of them. So it's just a great thing to, to make sure they understand how much you love them, whether you do or not, you must tell them. They must realize it. But it, it, it's just, once again, we just want to make sure that there's hope, there's family, there's uh, foundation. The, the issue with young kids today and how they 
what they can be talked into or the challenges that they face in our culture. If they know they, there's nothing they can't say to their parents, uh, they, they have to have that conduit, that communication has to be open. It, it's, just, it's important that a child knows how much they're loved and uh, what that allows them. Absolutely. You know, what I heard you say was, moms, I know that you're thinking, I've given, given, give. I pour into my kids. I pour into my work. I pour into the laundry. I pour into the groceries, you know, and money's short. And and what about me? I mean, what about me? In what ways can I pamper myself? Yes, I think Mark said it. Well, you do need to set some margin in your life and, and, and provide some space for you in a way that that rejuvenates you. But what he said that just now that really touched me was that you need to remember in so many words, he said that this season is short. It is very, very short. What about me? You know what? You got your quote, me to live with for many years after the kids are gone and graduated. Take advantage of your time with your children while you have them under your roof. Isn't that what you're saying? That, yeah, exactly what I'm saying. So I had a short time with my mother, but I still think about her every day and the sacrifices she made for us uh, were very real and more appreciated than I can say. So I'm 40 years without her, and she still is oh, important. Yes, she is indeed, and I, I just, I celebrate her today with Amen. you. I celebrate this wonderful lady with you today. Did you hear what Mark just said? He said, you matter. And this is my heart. This is what I pour into single moms all the time is that you make a difference. You matter. When your children are grown and gone, they will have a memory of you. It can be a positive memory that endears their hearts or it might could be an absentee memory where they don't remember much. And mom, it's all up to you. You don't need a husband. You don't need a husband to make that decision. Mm-hmm. You can make that yourself. And that God will honor, I believe, your focus and sacrifice on your children because it is a short window of time. Right now, it might seem like an eternity that's in front of you, but I promise you'll blink your eyes and your children will be older at best uh, and maybe married and gone. But I think all of us as parents, now we never quit parenting, but there are some periods that we have more impact and influence than others. And uh, we just need to enjoy and utilize and optimize that time. Absolutely, because it is a season. And I want to encourage you as a single mom, uh, don't get so caught up in the here and now that you forget the season, have a season mentality to know that this is a season. Nothing stays the same. Mm. It will change. I promise you it will change this time next year. It could be totally different. This is a season take today for what it is, make the most of it. And at this point, I just, I know that the foundation of all this is found in your relationship with Christ. And so, Mark, would you speak on just the fact of just how important is it that these moms make uh, learning about Jesus their number one priority? Well, that's, that's, I don't really want to call it a regret because I really have nothing to regret. I mean, I had the steadfast love of a of a phenomenal mom. What we may have done differently, what I would ask a mom to do is to go to church. I, the foundation of my home is based on spiritual truths. It's not 
a legal issue that you have to be at church when the doors are open. But you go to church to be a part of a body of like-minded believers, people who understand that they owe every breath and every heartbeat to the God's perfect grace. So you go to church, you go to a place where they teach the word. I don't care what they what the sign on the door says. If it teaches the word and they are all about growing the body up in Christ, in God's ways, people who pursue a desire to be obedient. And you have support. You have people around you that are that become closer than family to help you when you need help. I mean, a single mom today with a, a, a child or two or more. Mm, it's hard. It, it can be tough. Yes. Uh, I remember my mom would get, she would need something. And she would say, and this is no joke, she would say, let's go up there and write a hot check and go get a and w <laughs> And we would go write a hot check. That's terrible. In, at uh, Little Jim's. And we'd go get a team burger, a bacon cheeseburger at A&W. And this is 100 years ago, of course. But it was the relief she needed. Mm -hmm. She did not have a church family to go and sit with other moms or maybe get a break from us because I'm certain she needed a break from us sometimes. Uh, But anyway, it's just being a part of a church is critical. It's critical for me right now. As a dad who has a great wife to support everything I do, as I try to support everything she does with grown kids. So the foundation of of defeating this culture and doing well in the situations we find ourselves is church. Yes, it is. And I want to speak on that as well. My friend, I don't know where you live in this world, but I want you to know that finding a church A place where believers come together is your community, your place of belonging. It is a safe spot. It is the place that God provides for you. It is the place where you find maybe godly mentors for your children. It is the place that you find support. It is the place where the Word of God pours into you. None of us can do it alone. In fact, the Scripture says, assemble yourselves together, everybody. And it's so important as a single mom to assemble yourself with other believers because it... (laughs) Isn't it so easy to feel lonely, and lonely breeds breeds comparison, and it just goes on down the road to where eventually you are so feel so defeated. But God has provided a place for you to feel His presence, and that is that is in the the local church and a place that does that. You know, Mark, tell me some things that um, that you would tell them uh, that maybe they need to know. Uh, that you wish your that maybe you want their child to know what you were thinking, but you never were able to say it. That's a that's a great question. So, back to the void of um, of a masculine influence, uh, a male role model. Scripture speaks very clearly of the importance of a man in a child's life, and the wisdom and experience that can be imparted. Um, now, moms do the very best they can. They do a phenomenal job of caring for their children. But in certain areas, they are not equipped exactly to deliver what God would have these young people know, these young men and these young women. Uh, little girls need a model of a man, of a, of a godly man, to know what to expect from another man. Uh, compassion, care, protection, provision. And young men need 
an understanding of what they need to pursue as they get older. They need to understand how to protect, how to provide, how to respect, how to care. Um, it's just a model, once again, that a mom can do very well at, but not as God would have them to. Once again, they're not equipped. So in the body of a church where there are men um, that are willing to impart their wisdom, their experience, their knowledge, um, that's just a great opportunity that some children need that I did not receive. Uh, so it is, once again, it's God's grace any element of knowledge or wisdom I have, it has absolutely come from God through His Spirit and through the men He has surrounded me with. It did not come from a father. Yes. <clears throat> I know what you're thinking, moms. You're going, where do I find that male Mobra? I know what you're saying. I know your mind. Where do I find him? You know, the first place I would suggest, and Mark, you may have some ideas, is go to your church leaders and ask them if they know a godly man in the church that would be willing to be some kind of a model for your child. And I want to give you a caution here, a danger caution, that it would be best in most scenarios if this man is a married man. I know what happens for so many of, uh, of single moms that they find a male role model, a single male role model, and and without intention it quickly becomes a relationship between the two of you, and then, and then it breaks up, and then it's hurtful for the children. So I'm not saying that can't work, but there's a great danger uh, somehow I just think it's safe It's if it's a, a man that's married that has a strong family. And would you address that? Well, I, I couldn't agree more. And actually, I would not settle for a single man. I would insist that it is a married man that is in good standing with the church and has peers that will speak to his character. And then you still don't know. So, so not be on your guard, but be wise and choose that person carefully. But I, I agree with you completely. Under no circumstance would I want that man to be single. Right. I, I know. I've, I've heard too so many stories, you. and I know. But, you know, even then, Mark, I love that you said that you still have to be cautious. We still have to be cautious. Mm -hmm. But I love that when you pick a man that's under the authority of God, under the authority of the leadership of the church, then, uh, then he has accountability as well. And uh, so I think that's an, an important issue to consider. Yeah. You know, Mark, I want to talk about just, um, I know single moms um, have a tendency to compare. It's easy to look around and see everything they don't have. It's mm -hmm. easy to, to see, you know, all the other families seem to be, you know, whole and complete. You know, mine is not complete. And yet, and yet I have... I have sought to teach the single mom that she is complete Amen. in Christ, Amen. that she is a complete whole person. One is a whole number. Would you address the fact of her of her identity as being a complete person? Yeah, what a great question. I, this is basically the great statement because if we, in our own way of thinking, want to be whatever perfect looks like, what we think doesn't matter. What matters is what the Word of God tells us clearly. And that is, if you are a believer, you are seen by God as holy and righteous, draped in the white robe, perfect, justified. So we need to take God's Word for our sufficiency and take His Word for His sufficiency and be satisfied and content with those truths. 
we will always question this or that. We will covet. We will wonder, why me? Why am I in this situation? And it doesn't really matter why we're in our situations. What matters is the hope that we have in Christ and His continued work in each of us if we are pursuing Him. So, I never realized the absence of a male figure as I grew up uh, with my mother. I believe Jesus was dead serious when He said, I am Father to the fatherless. And I believe that He brought people in our lives to fill in the gaps that He would have us that he would have filled. So we are sufficient. We are as God would have us be. We need to come to a an understanding of the word. That's that's why that that's so important to be in in a Bible church that teaches us the truths that we might not know that our nature would would disagree with. So moms out there working so hard every day And every night, you don't get a break. We know you don't get a break. But you're doing God's work in the lives of your children. Yes. There's not a man that can say that. Yeah. That's beautiful. You know what? I I love what you said. I picked up on a couple of things. Number one is this. Moms, Jesus is the counterpart to all you need. What do you need today? Finances? Value? uh, Support? Identity? companionship, protection, security, all those things are found in Christ and in Christ alone. You'll never find that completely in another husband, another boyfriend. Um, You might enjoy their fellowship, but all that you need, that empty vacuum in your heart can only be filled with Christ. And so I, I love that you said that. And also, Mark, I wrote down, I like that you said, beware, sort of of a pity party. It's easy to fall in that. Friend, you know, if God is the head of your household, how can it be broken? Your household is not broken. It is complete. It is whole. Don't have a pity party. God is at work now in the midst of the circumstances to prove himself as your valiant warrior, protector, husband. And so change your mindset and begin to see your circumstances a different way. Amen. And, and the hopefulness for the believer is that God knows everything that's going on in your life. He, he's not blindsided or surprised by whatever situation we may find ourselves. He is there next to us, supporting us, loving us, protecting us. Now, yeah, are we responsible for some choices we may make? Absolutely. Will there be consequence? (laughs) Absolutely. When we go to our knees and confess the desires of our heart, He forgives us and cleanses us and gives us the right direction to go from there. We can't undo the things we've done. We can just simply learn from them and hopefully make good choices and then watch Him bless us as we pursue obedience to Him. He, He is right there with everything we need. He is. And moms, I know that your number one concern, if you could be sitting here at the desk with us today, you would say this. Are my kids going to turn out okay? That's really all you care about, honestly. I get you. (laughs) I get you. Are my kids going to turn out okay? You know what? Um, I can tell you that when you put Christ as the first of the head of your household and you seek Him with all your heart, 
God pursues your children through, and through their ages, through their 30s, through their 40s, through their 50s. The prayers of a righteous woman availeth much, and you can count on God's hand to pursue your children and, and move towards them. And yes, I believe your children will be okay. They will land on their feet. They will have their own stories that God worked all this together for good like he promises he will do. Amen. So laying the foundation of what is right, trying to live in a way that is pleasing to God that your children will see without question, you bring to them that knowledge. Their application of that knowledge is on them. It's their responsibility to live in a manner that they know is right. They know right from wrong. They will make the choices right and wrong. And once again, there will be consequence or blessing. But your job, in my opinion, part of your job, is to make them understand the truth. By living these truths, they won't miss it. Right. And you know what? I, I want to ask Mark a question. It's a question our office got yesterday. Uh, a mom that was in severe distress over a teenager. Teenage problems. There's no man in the household to, to you know, just to rule and help support her. And uh, her question was, how in the world do I handle a rebellious teenager that wants absolutely nothing to do with spiritual things? Well, you bathe it in prayer mm-hmm. initially. Um and you live the truth in front of him. Mm-hmm. We can't put their hand to the plow. We can't. We can take them to the water. We can't make them drink. Rebellious teenagers have strong spirits. We simply present them with the truth, make them aware of the potential consequences of their choices, continue to pray over them. Once again, if we can bring someone alongside them, that's great. Sometimes there's not someone to come alongside them. And they will suffer pain. It's the child that has to touch the flame compared to, well, that's hot. Don't touch that. Some listen and some do not. Um, But I believe the Lord is faithful and just uh, to hopefully protect those children. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they will not allow themselves to be protected. And it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. And I know there's consequences that... that, um, that can come, but but what? So you're saying, well, that scares me, Pam, because I can't control what my child is doing. No, you can't, but you can do something. Yeah. And the most important thing that you can do, and I love it, uh, Proverbs, what is it, three, five, and six? Mm-hmm. Trust in the Lord, Mom. Trust means to rely on, cling to, uh, believe. believe, wrap your arms around, trust. Leave the outcome to God. Leave it at God's feet. Trust the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own. Ac- speculation, your own fears, your own comparison, your own wisdom, wisdom. Mm. exactly, your own wisdom. And then the Bible says that he will what? He will make your path straight. He will make your path straight. Moms, I want you, uh, I was a single mom um, 30 years ago, and so I, I know where you're walking. God's blessed us with the global ministry for single mothers, but I know, I know your main thing is your, your children and, and God, God will, lead you in a way that it makes an impact on their lives, that when they're older, they will look back. And the Bible says, raise a child in the way he shall go. And when he is older, when he when he comes to Christ, it's like he will bend those words of truth towards you. And your child will rise up and call you blessed. And there is hope for you as a single mom, even though you don't see it right now. Amen. Amen. 
That's a very good point you've made about how things look now. So, yes, we live in this moment and we are dealing with difficult things or whatever troubles we may endure in this dark culture that we live in. But our eyes need to be in front of us and forward. So let's, you know, back to what I was saying. We can't undo our choices of the past, but we can change our choices to go forward. Once again, to pursue the obedience of God because God's way of life is not a controlled issue for him. God hates sin because he knows its effects on the people he loves. He wants us to avoid sin, so we avoid the consequences of sin. We need to be looking forward with great hope as he continues to work in us and our children. Yeah, I love that. I wanted to say, leave the past behind you. Learn from it. Let it go. That's the past. And then I want to encourage you to live in Christ in the present. The present matters. The present makes a difference. Today is the only day you have. Make today count. Live in Christ in the present. And concerning the future, don't worry about the future. Live in the present in Christ, and your future is being created as you do that. Amen. Your future, you create your future in so many ways. You get to choose You get to choose how you think. You get to choose the direction you're going to go. You get to choose what you bring in your home. And I tell single moms all the time, that, well, I don't have a husband in the home. Well, you know what? In a lot of situations, that's not so bad because you get to set the tone and you get to model. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Would you agree to that? Absolutely. So, yes, there are some guys we don't want our homes. I know. (laughs) But, yes, if you want control of the way your home lives and looks and breathes, You have the advantage of doing that and also the responsibility of doing that. Both are the same. Yes, that's absolutely correct. That you, again, we said it before, but you make a difference. You make a difference. Uh, Mark, what would you say about a mom that's getting ready to enter the holiday season and um, it creates such a sense of void such a sense of um, loneliness. What would you say to the single mom that's that is feeling a severe sense of dread toward the holidays, and just how she can rise up above it and pass through it? Well, well, once again, to to how we think about things. So, back to my initial desires that everyone is a part of a body of Christ, of people who care about you, and people you care about, where the word is taught, where there's real fellowship. Well, you're never alone. If you're in that circumstance and you have these people around you, but let's say you're not, you have your children, you have the opportunity to bring them joy, and that means nothing as far as material things. I'm talking about your presence, your love, your embrace, your words. We don't remember what we get for Christmas, but we remember who we're with. So, yes, can you get a little down or sad about what Christmas could be? Or do you think through this and you make Christmas what it should be? And that is a time of love, a time of celebration of the birth of Christ, the work he's done in the lives of millions, the work he's doing in you. It is just a perspective of hope that we need to keep in our minds. Yes, do we get distracted? Do we get sad? Yes. Should we overcome that with our thoughts about what Christ has done on the cross for each of us? the love of God, the Savior of all, 
who choose to receive his gift of salvation through faith. Because of his grace, that's the focus. That needs to remain the focus. Yeah, when we get the, the thoughts in our minds of sadness, we need to dismiss those and choose to think of hope. Right. I like that. And I, I do like the fact that you said sadness will come. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with sadness. We all have sadness. But at that moment, we get to redirect our thoughts of what the sadness is going to do for us. And I always thought as a single mom, whatever I'm thinking about today, if I don't change it, I'm going to be worse tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If I don't change what I'm thinking right now, tomorrow I'll be further down in the pit and so I need to, if I want tomorrow to be better, I have to change exactly what I'm thinking today. And concerning the holidays, I want to say to single moms, um, don't think about the way it used to be. Think, Be creative and think of new traditions. Think of new traditions with your family, with your children, that they can go back and say, I remember, you know, my mom at Christmas, we did this, or we you know, made the nativity scene out of building blocks or or we made something, some treat and took it to the nursing home for other people. Think of new traditions, but center it around Christ. Center it around Him for the mm-hmm. holidays. So, you know, I want to um, wrap up what we've said here today and with, I've taken a number of points and, and uh, reiterate, before we do that, Mark, is there anything else from your heart that you would just like to tell these moms just the most important thing, the, the final thing for Mark to these moms that are listening today. Well, I don't want anyone to feel alone. There are people that care about what you do and how you do it. And we care about your success. We want to come alongside you and help you. But we need to know who you are and what your needs are. So once again, I'm a, I know I'm a broken record, but you've got to be in the midst of people that think like this, that, that care about you and have compassion on you and want to help you however we can. And it's just best done from a good church. Your children need to see men in a good church. We, they need to witness the models that will take them into the future where you would want them to go. Mm-hmm. So when you need help, please ask for help. And if you don't get the help you need, go somewhere else and ask for help again. I, but we, we, being the people who, who don't have the struggles and the situation that you do, care about you and want what's best for you and want to know what we can do for you. Okay, I love that. Uh, in uh, just in review or just encapsulating what we've said today, I just want you to breathe in the truth and maybe just be still a moment and think about what this would look like for you to do this. Make your kids number one. What would that look like for you? Number two, pay attention to what you model. What are your children seeing? Is it honorable? Is it, is it something you want them to carry with them into the future? Um, pay attention to what you model. Mm-hmm. Number three, if you say, what about me? That's okay. You're important. You matter. But remember, it's a short season. Mm-hmm. So pour into your children while they're still under the roof. The next thing, God will honor you when you focus on Christ. God will honor you 
when your focus is on Christ and your focus is not on bringing another husband into the family. Yes, God may allow you to remarry again. God allowed me to remarry again. I've been remarried to a godly man for 25 years, but I didn't go seeking him at the right time and God brought him to me. So be let Jesus be your number one husband that he says that he is. Uh, something else we talked about today is take your kids to church. Have we said that or do we need to go another 30 minutes talking about it? I'll say think, that one more time. <laughs> I know. Take your kids to be a part of church. Be a part of church. And also another thing we talked about is seek a role model, male role model for your child. Be very careful and diligent in doing that. Remember that you are complete in Christ. You are totally, completely, complete in Christ with giftedness beyond what you know. Something else we talked about is stay far from a pity party, for God is always at work. We talked about take courage. God is not blindsided by your situation. And I love to think about that, Mark, that God is not knocked off his throne because this just happened to them today. <laughs> He's fully, fully aware. We said that Jesus is the counterpart to all that you need. We said to lay the foundation. You, Mom, you lay the foundation for what is right. You get that privilege to do that. We said trust, lean on, rely on, believe in God with all your heart, and don't lean on your circumstances because they will not lead you to where you need to go. And when you do that, God will guide your path. Amen. We said leave the past behind you. Live in the present. And as you live in the present, you create your future. And then we made a comment also about the holidays to um, focus on Christ, make new traditions. In closing, I think I'd just like to ask for Mark to pray for you. And uh, we wish you well. God loves you. We love you. And uh, uh, I encourage you to seek out the Education Center on Arise Ministries. There's other podcasts that will be helpful, helpful to you, articles and podcasts and videos that will be helpful to you and blogs. So please take advantage of the Arise Ministries Resource Center. It's free, and uh, there's lots of help and hope for you as a single mom. So with that being said, Mark, would you like to close us in prayer today? Love to. Okay. Father, we love you and we praise your name. We thank you for your love and your grace, your mercy. We thank you for your son and his work. We thank you for the leading of your Holy Spirit and his work in each of us. We praise you for the work you've done and the work you will do. And Father, we praise you for these moms. The work they do, no one can do. We praise you for the children you've blessed them with. We pray you'd come alongside them. They would realize your presence. They would receive you. They would receive your love, your blessings, your wisdom. We pray, Father, that you would support them greatly. And they would know the truth about you. We pray, Father, that uh, they would bring you honor and glory in the hard work they do daily for their children. We pray you would richly bless them, protect them, and keep them. We pray this in the name of our Lord and Master Jesus. 
Thank you for listening to an Equip podcast. To find out more about Arise Ministries or resources offered for single moms, visit www.ariseministries.net.